All right, friends, welcome back. So do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Do you? We promise to in court. In court, we, we say that, but here's my question. What is truth? Can we know truth? Mm. I mean, when you think about it, all today and 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 in years previous, we have said this is the truth, and then sometimes it seems like the truth changes, or someone might say something like, "Well, this is my truth." Mm-hmm. So, which well, kind of takes us back to that spirituality conversation we were having a few weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess today let's just talk about what is truth. Yes. Who wants to go first? I'm I'm pretty excited about this one because I think as um, as people who follow Christ, we've determined that we're three people who are following Christ and we're having these conversations, these broken signposts that we're talking about. Truth is a big one when you're talking about religion, when you're talking about faith and how you walk through your world. Uh, because um, Jesus even makes the exclusive claim of being the truth, mm-hmm. the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. So I want to, there's a lot I want to unpack, but the first thing I was thinking about was um, if something is true, is it truth? Because those are two different words, right? Mm-hmm. There's true, this is true. And then we have this really big abstract concept of truth. So can we talk about that for just a little bit and see if that resonates with anybody? Yeah, when I, when I hear you say the word true, I immediately think of the word false. And just because growing up, tests or, or you know games with kids, we would say something like, well, true or false? Mm-hmm. Yes or no. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I feel like tr- something that is true is very concrete, and there's a, a level of realness to okay. it. Um, True is concrete. I don't know. That's is it kind facts? Of... Oh. Let me think on that for okay. a second. Yeah? What do you think? I think we do. For me, I think we reduce truth when we, when we connect or when we make those the same thing truth and facts the same thing you know you you started us out in this conversation talking about you know religious truth you know and i think what we've done is 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 um you think about mathematics two plus two is four that's that's a fact um you know and so there's a so but then we want to translate that over into religion and it doesn't translate that and and that doesn't because you can't like when you're talking about religion and faith um truth also has to deal with relationship and character and virtue and those kind of things as well so you you it's not um and when you reduce it to a fact then you pull those things out and 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 I think that makes it untruthful Okay. Does that make so, sense? Yes, it does. And so, um, Jenny, you hit on something about facts. And um, so my, my question to y'all is, is if, if truth is true is the concrete and truth is the abstract, let's say, um, it seems like in our world today, this postmodern world, everybody's got a corner on the market on truth. But who gets to determine truth? 
It's usually the person in power, isn't Correct. it? It is. And that, yeah. and that was going to be my answer is that um, throughout history, mainly it's been it's been the people who have authority or power, control. I guess people who have control mm-hmm. are the ones who have got to define what is truth. And um, and so you know, and and that that just going that goes to show that we're we're getting into something about truth is that there is there is certain dynamics that exist around true that doesn't make the I, the concept of truth as abstract as we want it to be as we think it is. Yeah. Well, and just think about it. I'll be that younger generation for a moment and just totally live into that all the stereotypes that my generation has. Throughout centuries, since the beginning of time, it has seemed like the truth has been dictated by white men in power. And so you have a lot of looking back at like colonialism or at least Western history. Or Western, what in Western history and looking back at like slavery and Mm -hmm. and the way that we said, oh, it is the truth that, Mm -hmm. you know, black people are deemed to be slaves. And that's, that's not. So it's, and it's taken generations after generations to pull back. And that's going to be the process of, I think I would say that over the centuries and even today, we are always in the process of peeling back these layers of abstract truths. And um, today it just seems like this question of what is truth is so much more prominent because of social media and television. We're seeing that question and that play out in conversation in a way that we haven't been able to see in generations before. Yeah, well, okay, so if if everybody believes something, does that make it true? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's my truth. You know, like I've heard that a lot. Someone yeah. say, "Well, this is my truth. It might not be your truth, but but, it's but wasn't my that truth. the role of the prophets in our scriptures was to peel back these false truths, these lies? Mm-hmm. Let's call them what they are." Mm-hmm. And 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 what 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 the prophets were speaking to, and what I want to really nail down for us is that you can't. And, and what the prophets want us to know is that you you can't be a you can't live an untruthful life. And, and be a person who sp- supposedly speaks truth. Like, so the, so truth, at least as, as we understand it as Christians, truth is, con- and, and I'm going to say probably not even Christians, but truth is connected to virtue and character, right? So, mm-hmm. so if you lack character, um, and, and I think that's really important in today's political environment, um, you know, we we have this. Well, you know, someone is still. You know, we might question somebody's character or integrity, um, or, or give reason to question their integrity or character, and but say, well, yeah, but they're still speaking the truth. Well, that that's not how truth works. Yeah, it's not. A, it is not. Um, it's not abstract. It's not just taken out and you put it. You take it places with you it's, it's, it's a, it's a, you embody it right mm-hmm. I mean that's what Jesus did he, 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 he look, we looked at him as the way the truth and life is embodied truth he, he embodied it um, Nancy Wright says somewhere in um, this chapter on um, truth he says that uh, as, as a group of people we'll, we'll fuss about a little lie like we'll get caught up in this small discrepancy in someone, but we will ignore huge systemic lie. Um, and he gives the example of Hitler. He he gives these examples of these huge um, atrocities that happen when truth gets just 
ignored. And it's almost like that anti-creation, the, the death force of lies pulls us in this direction and we're all kind of just nodding along and going along with it. And, um, and then you're like, well, where's the kingdom of God in that? What's happening? How can, and, and then here comes a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, modern day prophets and prophets uh, even back in the Israel, Israel's time. And, and what do we do to prophets? We kill them, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, kill them. we don't want to hear the truth. The truth. Wow. Because the truth is going to be, the truth is what's uncomfortable. The truth is what's hurt. The truth is what's piercing to your soul on the inside and, and is making you change your, your character or change the way that you live or think or do. And that's uncomfortable and that's hard. And so that's why pushback against truth is so um, common is just because it, it's it's so much easier to live in that overarching lie. It's so much yeah. easier to go with the flow of of, you know, what was happening in World War II? It's so much easier to just be like, "Oh, well, yes, okay." So what this one person is power is saying that, and now he's gotten us all to believe this lie, and it feels good, and it feels good. Everybody's thinking. now we're yeah. we have some control in that power as well, and so we get to participate in power. We get to say that this is the truth, and so who who cares? You well, know? I, and I've seen that. We've seen that. No matter who your candidate is uh, in the primary, he, he or she is a villain. But once that person is on your party, they're a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, N.T. Wright says, all truth is somebody's truth. Mm. Everything depends on who is telling the story and from what angle. Human perception and memory are more complicated. But we all know it matters, but we've discovered it's not as easy to find as we thought. It's broken. We yearn for truth. We need it. Yet its perfection is always just beyond our reach. So my question was, to, when I read that, was, so do we just grab on to certainty instead and filter anything that challenges our view of truth through our certainty that we already know it? Mm. And, and, and that's part, you know, and I think... <laughs> Guilty is charged, yeah. I think. I think we all are, right? Because yeah. we, we live in a we live in a culture... Where um, we we have convinced ourselves the mo the more certain I am, then that must be true. Like the more certain I am about an ideology, or the more certain I am about a, a con- even a conviction, the more certain I am about this or that, then then that means. But we can be certain about lies. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. And um, and yes. so that's that's part you know. But that so I think that's the tension that we're living with, um, when it comes to. To truth is um, is is the the cr- control issue that you brought up mm-hmm. to begin with, and now we've got the certainty issue, the reduction of truth to facts, and um, and that's why it's, I think that's why it is a broken signpost. It's, it's really hard to grasp onto. We know we need it, mm-hmm. and we can't uh, we we can't live without it, right? We can't live without truth, but but uh, how do we how do we truly define it? Um, is, is where we we kind of get lost and certainty is such a we all like to be certain you know it gives Mm -hmm. us some some sense of comfort familiarity um makes us feel like we have some sort of play and control and power with certainty um but letting go of certainty is so difficult just like with recognizing that maybe something isn't the truth 
So and this is just occurring to me, but um, I grew up in a very certain faith tradition, and we had the truth, and the truth was setting us free, and it was. Okay, it was setting us free, and I felt free. Um, and but it had it was taught to me only a certain way. Okay, and um, I didn't know anything different, right? And I went to college, and I took an Old Testament class, and that was very challenging for me because I had been taught truth factual the bible had to be factual it had to be historically factual uh truth and fact were united in my upbringing um and so when i learned that there were these different writers and i didn't have the grounding you guys i didn't have the firm foundation of just christ Mm. being enough of my firm foundation i was rocked I took a New Testament class that I would have called apostasy. (laughs) And um, I still remember being very confused. And I think because my truth bucket got shifted around a little bit, I think my moral compass took a little bit of a hit because this was how I navigated life, this truth of Moses wrote the first five books Mm. of the Bible. and I mean, all the stuff that is not an, an essential to faith, but it was taught to me as an essential to faith. Can, you, yeah. can y'all speak into that at all? I don't know if there's anyone watching that connects to what I'm saying. It just, like I said, it just occurred to me. But. And I think, oh, I, I wish I could remember what movie this came from and the exact quote. And I want to say it's Polar Express, but I could be wrong. But it's something along the lines of just because something isn't true doesn't mean it's not real or something something along those lines. And that's what it was coming to my mind when you were saying that because, you know, just because factually maybe things aren't the way that we thought that they were doesn't make that thing any less true. For me, believing that the first five books of the Bible were not written by Moses through my course of study and my, the way that I've learned about, you know, the Bible and the history of the Bible and all that kind of stuff, doesn't make my faith any less real. Mm. Because for me, my faith isn't built on facts or or th- that, it's built on a firm foundation of who Jesus is. And yeah. so, you know, I think we have to be careful because we all wanna say, well, this is the facts about Christianity or this is the facts, that, so we know that it's real, but you know, it doesn't, questioning whether or not something is real or, or true doesn't make it any less real for me. You know, same with Jonah and the whale. Was Jonah really swallowed by a whale or is that just a metaphor for something? You know, I don't know. For me, that doesn't change the moral of the story and, and that doesn't change the truth about who God is or the truth about who Jesus mm. is. Yeah, for some it's that could a lot be really challenging correct. for some people to even hear you say that. Correct. You know, it's like if if it's if it's in the sacred text that we read and that we cherish. I mean, don't we though? Don't we just cherish our Bible and, we're, we and the Word of God? And but if if uh, I, I would love to get it out of chains, mm. you know, unchain that thing uh, from. Um, all of the things that it has to have to be real. Mm. And so what I hear y'all saying a little bit is there's this continuum, this balance of true and reality, right? Um, 
And you know, I, I don't know, Jamie, pipe in and what is save, save the ship at any point from where I'm taking it. But you know, like I just, I do think it's this fine balance. And I love the word that you use, Michelle, this unchain. I, I think that that's so much of what faith is and what truth is, is allowing it to be unchained from facts and centered into the reality or into the real as as you know henry now and say this is the real um i don't know jamie what do you think you know i think to me it's interesting when you read the when you read the the biblical stories um you know if you're a first century um hebrew a first century um jewish person longing for a messiah what they got in Jesus would have been furthest from their mind. And pretty, pretty unsatisfying, really. Yeah, and so yeah. I think, or, or, or you read the story of Moses, and you know, and and Moses's encounter with God through a burning bush. I mean, Moses, he he didn't walk into a desert that day expecting to encounter God through a, a burning bush, right? I mean, Abraham, you know, if you'd ask Sarah, you know. You know what? What's your husband about to do with your your son? You know, I mean, and 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 God's going to some and meet them there. I mean, it, to me, the, the Bible's full of stories where um, God acts in unexpected ways, in ways that that if if I was to write that script, that's not how I would have written that script. And um, so I think I think that's comes back to, and what I'm saying about the truth is that sometimes truth shows up in very unexpected ways, in ways that are not clearly, that doesn't fit my certainty. That doesn't fit my certainty. and maybe even changes what you think is the truth. Correct. Well, and think about it, even with Jesus, it, you know, the scripture tells us that Jesus was going to come from this line, be born in this city, uh, come from this line of a descendants, and Jesus and scripture says that Jesus met all of those things so he checked all the boxes of what is true about the coming messiah and yet people did not believe that he was the truth. And so the ways that sometimes we can be just chained and, by our certainty. And, and one and, and not only that but one of the ways that yes he he checked those you know those messianic boxes um except for one. Power. Ah uh, Ooh, circle back, circled back. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just circled and, back. And so, so he the the one box that didn't seem to get checked was the box of power, and um and so but and because that box wasn't checked, then he can't truly be the Messiah. Yeah, and um, I I feel like I want us to to land pretty soon, um, and I want to land with Jesus. Because he makes a truth claim, and it's it's pretty exclusive, and I want us to talk a little bit more about that next week, and um and I want us to talk next week about um, Pilate mm. and his confrontation with Jesus, because N.T. Wright's going to talk about the two different power structures that are at war in that confrontation. So together, what are we pulling from what we 
learned just for this week. What my takeaway is, is that my truth can't be concrete. It must stay open and not to believe a lie, but to be shaped. My faith has to intersect with my truth. That's, that's what I'm taking from your conversations. And my character is going to have to mirror mm-hmm. my truth or it's not real. And I think another, also another takeaway is, is that we cannot, um, we cannot necessarily connect truth just because something is powerful or someone is powerful or someone is in control um, or something is certain that that necessarily makes it true. And I, that's not the case. Mm. Those are good, good thoughts. So together, what if we committed this next week into being people who embodied truth and people who lived lives of truth? What if? If you have enjoyed this conversation, I invite you to do two things, like and share. And most importantly, stay tuned because you have a wonderful, wonderful song coming your way. See you next week, guys. Christ is my firm foundation.